0: Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical cottage Core Life. Today, we're going to jump out of the garden and run inside of the house. You may have a farmhouse. You may have a mobile home. You may be living in a yurt, or you could be living in a cottage. It really comes down to wherever it is you are. That's your space and you have the right to enjoy your space. So whether you're in a penthouse or on a paddle boat, let's talk about something new. And today that new thing is milk paint. You heard me, milk paint. Maybe you haven't used it before. Maybe you have used it, but don't use it anymore. Or maybe you've never, ever seen it. But chances are you have, you just don't know it. But today we're going to talk about milk paint. So take out your big book of stuff and let's get ready to talk about milk paint. Now at this point you're probably saying, milk paint? All right, everybody, I'm talking to the people who've never heard of it. Okay, so if you've heard of it, you don't need to be all puffed up like a puffer fish. Just, you know, bear with us a little bit because not everybody knows about it. And if you don't know about it, this part is definitely for you. Milk paint is literally what it sounds like. is paint made from milk, but it's a little bit different than that. It's not just... It's not just taking a gallon of milk and throwing it at the wall. It's a little bit more involved in that. And you can either make it from scratch or you can buy pre-made pigments or mixers to make your milk paint. Now, we could talk about all the different ways you could make it, but I like to tell you to go look it up yourself. But I'm not going to be that person today. Today, I am going to talk a little bit more about how you can make it. And we're also going to talk a little bit about how you can buy it pre-made. Believe it or not, milk paint has been around a really long time. It's been around a lot longer than the whole distressed farmhouse look thing that's going on in interior design right now. It was actually one of the original interior designs because it was used in cave paintings as old as 20,000 years ago. Seriously. And one of the things you need to know is that making milk paint involves ingredients that you would usually find around a natural or a farmhouse or a cottage setting because you're going to use lime, you're going to use... Uh, milk, some pigments, maybe even vinegar. We're talking about if you're making it from scratch. So, you know, you've got some things going on here that really come down to what's handy, what's available, let me make paint out of it. And that's kind of how things work, right? I mean, almost everything at one point came down to what's handy, what's around, and what can I make out of it? So let's talk about how to make it. So there's a lot of different ways to make milk paint, but I guess I want to keep it simple. You know, I like to keep it plain and you know, they probably use milk paint on the planes. Get it? Plain? Plains? Oh, I, okay. Okay. You know what? That was funny. It was funny. Maybe? No. Okay. Well, whatever. So. I'm going to give you the simplest recipe I have for milk paint, okay? So, this is how you do it. You get yourself about a quart of milk. And I would say a quart would be sufficient for almost anything you're starting with unless you eat a lot. And preferably it's skim milk, okay? And you're going to let it sit out at room temperature. Let it sit there for a few hours. Then you'll. And then, by the way, you're going to do this the day before you do your recipe for the milk. You're not going to make your paint that day so you're gonna leave your milk out that day get it to room temperature put in about either the juice of one lemon or a half a cup of lemon juice it's up to you or vinegar and let it curdle and leave it out all night and it's gonna have a smell you'll be okay sometimes life is smelly especially if you're trying to make something worthwhile There's going to be sensory things that happen, so this is one of them. Once that's done, once you've left it out all night, the next day you're going to go back to that bowl of milk or whatever container you have it in, and you're going to see you have curds in it. Remember Little Miss Muffet, curds and whey? This is it, curds and whey. The curds are the chunky parts, and the whey is the liquid part. And you're going to get yourself a cheesecloth. Yeah, there's actually a reason we have cheesecloth. And you're going to get yourself a colander, put the cheesecloth in the colander pour the milk through into another container straining out all those curds because you don't need those now so put them in some compost or you know i don't know feed them to your plant now that you've done that part The whey is going to be left over. So you're going to get yourself some paint pigments, right? You can use art store paint supply pigments, you know, like the the painter's pigments. You can make your own paint pigments. We've talked about this in another episode of this podcast on how to make your own plant-based, you know, paints. And you can make pigment from that or inks. You can do that, you know, just use some uh, colorful pigments and mix it into the whey. And mix it just put it as much as you want I mean it really comes down to how thick you want it and then what you can have that way is a really really pretty color if you want to have a little bit more of a smoother mix you could add borax with the pigment but you don't have to and once you get that going um, you get ready to paint you don't want this stuff to sit around you can't make it and then use it the next day so the day you put your pigment in is the day you use your paint it doesn't last very long and it doesn't smell very great so you paint it on to wherever you're gonna paint it and then you let it dry for about an hour and then you put a second layer on trust me you want two layers and make some really nice strokes You can use any kind of brush from what I've been told and from what I've seen, but if you're going to do something with a lot of nooks and crannies, use a round brush. That way it can really get in there and it holds a lot of paint, okay? After you've done these two uh, coats, you can do three if you really want, give it time to dry, you know, a couple of hours. And once you're done with that, you want to seal it. want to take a moment to talk about something. You can add this with a foam brush and a lot of people use foam brushes because they want it smooth. I promise you no matter how you do this, no matter how you do it, it will not be perfectly one color and it will not be necessarily perfectly smooth because this is an organic kind of painting process. So you will see little imperfections and that's kind of what it is to paint with milk paint. This is not the time to be a perfection Penelope. You can't be perfection Penelope. It's not going to work. Just understand it's like a pancake, right? I mean, no matter how you pour the pancake batter onto the pancake pan, once it's done, it's still a pancake no matter the shape of it, right? There's a, a really long story about pancakes and a monk and everything that I could relay to you about that but I'll talk to you about that another day but it has to do with accepting the imperfection as the perfection okay so I just wanted to point that out so once it dries I just want you to know that there'll be little bumps on the surface of your project and that's okay you can always you know take them off with a dry cloth or a little steel wool be careful if you're not trying to distress it or some really mild sandpaper um it's up to you. Personally, I think that's part of the character. And then you can just finish it off, you know? You can use it with an oil finish or a matte finish as a sealer, you know, some sort of sealer. But you can also finish it off with wax. So that's something you can do as well. Now, I wouldn't be right if I didn't tell you that you can also make children's milk paint projects with powdered milk, and it doesn't have to take this long, and it'll be fun for them, too. And so that's something you can think about, too. So, because I try to be inclusive of, like, whole families here, let's talk about how to make children's milk paint. Now, before we go any further, I want to say that this is not for painting your furniture or your walls or anything like that. This is powdered milk paint for them to use to make pictures, you know, like children's paintings, you know what I mean? So this is not something you're going to paint that antique chest with. All right. That's, that's not what we're doing here. So for this recipe, all you're going to need is some powdered milk and some food coloring and a little bit of water. That's it. That's, that's all you need. Uh, Get yourself, I think it's like one part Yeah, it is. It's one part water to two parts of the powdered milk. So it's going to be a little bit thick, but you can like stir it up. And then just a little bit of liquid food coloring. Or if you want, you can use watercolors, but it's up to you. And then you paint and that's it. You just let it shake up and you can keep it for more than one day. It lasts up to two to three days. Again, it's not going to be super smelly like the regular Milk paint would be, but it does have a little bit of a smell. Also keep in mind, you never know who has a milk allergy, so always check if you're doing this in a classroom or doing homeschooling groups and you don't know if the other children are allergic. It's just like when you use eggs to make uh, paint, you always find out who's allergic to eggs. So you want to be careful. And I know how important it is to be mindful of children's allergies, especially since I have a good friend named Janet Callahan who does Magical Childhood and Good Vibrations Energy Studio. And she often uh, has so many activities and, and groups for children that she's run across almost every allergy. And she's always so mindful of them. So big, big shout out to her. All right. And she also has some really great books too. So that being said... I don't wanna leave you without letting you know that there's options to not making your own paint from scratch for milk paint. There's actually packets that have pre-done milk paint that you just add the powder directly to the water. Uh, usually it's a ratio of one to one. One part water, one part paint, and then you just paint. You don't really need a lot to, to, really, to really cover a surface. So that's something you can do. Uh, so you can definitely buy pre-done milk paint packets and they come in beautiful colors and the good thing about pigment is you can mix it together just when you're making a color uh, try to keep the ratios uh, the same write them down so if you're gonna make a really pretty color uh, write down how many spoons or how many cups you used uh, in your ratios of one color to the other or two colors to another color because that way you can reproduce it just in case you need to do a quick scuff repair or something else you want to paint another piece the same way that's what happens when you blend you have to make sure you write down your recipes so that's really important and hopefully you're putting this in your book of stuff under interior design and ancient art techniques or something like that so that you'll be able to do this uh be able to look back and find it quickly so i mean that's just a thought also there's milk paint you can buy pre-mixed In the hardware store but let me caution you that milk paint is completely different it does not flow the same it's already uh, pre-done you will see a difference in how it spreads you will see a difference in the finish so I don't want to mislead you there and uh, another thing you want to keep in mind is that if you're using this on a furniture that has been damaged and you've done some sort of repair where you've kind of like you know put in uh, something to fix chips or holes in wood, always cover it with a water-based polyurethane sealer or something because if you're using milk paint, otherwise it will show through the paint. Um. And another thing I want to point out is that when you're using milk paint, just like other paints, but especially using milk paint, you want to sand and scuff up the finish of whatever it is you're painting that may be wood. And if you want it to have a really good uh, take to it. Now I'm talking about furniture. So if you're doing something like, um, like pictures on the wall or, or, you know, you're dipping things like, you know, staffs or staves, if you're going to say it properly, or spoons or you know handles of things then you wouldn't necessarily get that into it but if it's something that's a really big durable item then definitely scuff it up because now it's going to be a lot more noticeable than something as simple as maybe just a gourd handle so you know keep keep that in mind keep that in the back of your mind that you want to seal it and that you want to scuff it so it takes well That, I think that we're probably done. I always try to think about it before I end the episodes with my friends, and we're friends, right? And um, I wanted to make sure I covered that that you could buy them pre made. You know, I don't want to paint myself into a corner and um, not give you your options. But this is something to try. It might be something that's fun, and it's definitely. Especially if you have a cow or something, you definitely want to, you know, not waste milk, but, you know, maybe don't drink the milk, maybe... Let the calf have the milk. But I'm gonna leave it alone. Um <laughs> I have nothing against farmers at all. So I'm not knocking the dairy industry in any way. I just think it could be a little bit more kind and a little humane and a little less uh, cruel in some ways, because some farmers in those big companies are not kind, but local farmers usually are. So if you can buy a local and also uh, see about making a relationship with the people around you and with your food and your, your way of life. Um, and we're not going to get into a long lecture. This is supposed to be about milk pain, not milk politics. So, uh... As always, I look forward to hearing about your adventures in making something we have shared on this podcast, and I look forward to uh, seeing you again here on My Magical Cottagecore Life. And big shout out to all the people listening to me on Apple. I didn't know that most of you are listening to me on Apple, and I also found out that I have a large amount of people that are listening to me in Britain or in the United Kingdom so how you doing over there how you doing and then also I did have one friend who is listening from Ireland so um, thank you (laughs) thank you for listening Um, send me an episode that you'd like to hear and I would probably love to cover it Um, I do it for the crack did I say that right did I do it right Okay. All right. And um I can't wait to see you here again on my magical cottage core life. Goodbye.